0: The days of the dirt cheap buffet and the 99 cent shrimp cocktail are long gone. And with inflation on the rise, finding a cheap meal out there is harder than ever. But if you're trying to save a buck on food for whatever reason, contributor Brent Holmes tells us that you don't have to sacrifice satisfaction or flavor. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, Brent dishes on their favorite cheap eats around town from falafels to food markets. It's March 23rd. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Brent Holmes, welcome back to the program, my friend. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing good. I uh, I have a full belly as we are uh, talking, which is good because I think we're going to talk about food today. So let's start with a definition.
1: How do you define cheap eats? Wow. That's, that's an interesting open up. I would start by defining it as food at this point that costs you under $15 for a fulfilling meal, right? For one person? For one human being, which is regrettable because- as we know, in the past, Las Vegas was certainly a city where you could feed multiple people for around $20. And I think that that era might have ended.
0: So you think that maybe in Las Vegas, Cheap Eats has transformed what it means?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the economy's transformed what Cheap Eats means. I think uh, inflation, the pandemic, the general difficulty of running a restaurant or an industry – under the circumstances that we're in right now as a city, those have all redefined what cheap eats are. So when I look around, I'm trying to find something that still feels like cheap eats felt five to ten years ago. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny that we think about Las Vegas as being immune to a lot of other things. And yet food changed. We used to be known for a place to go where, yeah, sure, there were some gourmet restaurants here and there, but most of the time, food was plentiful, food was cheap, buffets were everywhere, you could go get
1: 49-cent breakfasts wherever, right? And I think that was the glory of the city. It's a place that always has intended to appeal to the working class as much as it has to the upper class, and Mm. to provide those people with access to culinary experiences that are maybe not the most highfalutin, but certainly unique and maybe a little challenging in comparison to what they might find back
0: home. So I wonder though, is there a stigma when people say on a super tight budget go out to eat instead of cooking
1: at home? I hope not. I I hope that we're past the point in culture where poverty is something that forces you to not have enjoyable experiences when you're on mm-hmm. a very narrow income. That's not going to save your car payment. That's not going to save your, your rental payment and your gougy phone bills. And that's not going to stop inflation. None of those things are going to slow down or get out of the way because you spent 10 or 20 or even $30 to feed your family.
0: Right. I mean, if you're poor you shouldn't be relegated to only eating gruel. Like, sorry, and until you embrace capitalism and make enough money for that avocado toast all the time, you're going to get gruel. Are you not supposed to have any pleasure in eating at all?
1: It's not, it's not just that. I mean, let's say your, your family is on EBT, and yes, you can go shopping for groceries with whatever money that you're provided there, but also, damn it, come on, it's really hard to make a good cheeseburger at home. It's really hard to make pho at home. It's really hard to make exceptional food in the household, especially if you're not a very diligent or good cook. And yeah. that doesn't mean that people shouldn't be able to enjoy those things. Cooking at home, it requires
0: labor, time, skill, sometimes certain equipment. So uh, there are a lot of poor folk in our community or people who don't have the extravagance to eat wherever they want, whenever they want, but they're still good cheap eats out there. So let's get into Brent Holmes' go-to Vegas cheap eats. Let me just throw out some categories and and you tell me where some spots in town are that fit it. So if you're on the go, you're on the run, you gotta pick up your kids or you
1: gotta get somewhere really quick, what's your on the go go go-to? My favorite kind of on the go stuff is, I like taco stands if it's a little later in the day, early afternoon or evening if there's not a long line. Usually you can always find something pretty satisfying, pretty fulfilling and two or three small tacos for eight or nine bucks. I really like our local markets. Places like Marketone, Mariana's, they have their own hot food counters and you can walk up there and get dishes that you're just not gonna make at home. Nobody's gonna make a whole pork shoulder that often, right? And they're going to give you shredded pork shoulder in a burrito, and it's going to be between 5 and $8. And th- those burritos are massive, so you really have the opportunity to make two meals out of it if you need to. In a place like Marketone, they have kind of a Cuban-themed thing. So they have things like croquetas, which I adore, which is like um, mashed potatoes and a little bit of ham fried into kind of um, mozzarella stick-style Tubes and they're like seventy eight cents, so you know yeah. they'll, they'll splurge, right? You can have those same experiences with Indian foods over at Ronnie's World Food. You can have those kind of experiences in Chinatown too. It's some of their uh, you know hot food counters in their markets. So let's move on to another category. Where you think about the
0: most delicious or the most satisfying cheap eats in mm-hmm. Las Vegas?
1: Oh man! So my number one on my list of satisfying, I think. It, it, it always tests on two dishes, right? It's it's soup and barbecue. And there's a great restaurant called Fobosa just outside of the uh, Spring Mountain Chinatown tunnel there. And those guys make a smoked oxtail pho that runs about 12 bucks, And, oh, my God, it is satisfying on a level that I can't quite explain.
0: See, oxtail is very intimidating to me, and in some ways it seems wrong. Is it actually an ox's tail? Is that what's going on?
1: No, David, it's a cow's tail. This is a don't waste the animal. If we're gonna murder animals and consume their flesh, we might as well use every aspect of them. An oxtail, when cooked really slow, has that intense, rich beefiness that you really can't even get with like a steak. And then when you smoke that or you pressure cook it, you're kind of amping that flavor even more. And it's like the richest bowl of beef stew you can get. But then with the nice cellophane noodles and the spring greens and and the vegetables and jalapenos on the side that come with traditional Vietnamese cooking, it's really refreshing too.
0: I'm just hoping that, you know, the equivalent of a podcast viral moment isn't me
1: not knowing what an oxtail is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's okay, David. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be condescending there. I just No, no,
0: I'm here for knowledge. That's what podcast is all about. That's what conversations are all about. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve. Now, I want to go into another category of cheap eats, And this may or may not steer us away from some of the meat that you're talking about. And maybe there's some some veggie picks in there. but what what do you think the best value financially per calorie might be
1: for cheap eats in Las Vegas? Okay. Well, I do love the two locations around town. One on the east side, one in Henderson. I love a little place called Fat Boys. They do burgers almost exclusively, but they've got like a $2 breakfast sandwich deal that is, you know, ham, bacon, or sausage on a bun with an egg, you know, a little bit of green on there mayo. And for two bucks, you really can't beat it. It blows anything you're going to get at a drive-thru out of the water. And they do that all the way up until 11 a.m. So it's, it's a pretty terrific value pound for pound. What about veg-oriented?
0: What do you got that's oh, not Oh,
1: I love um, – there's a little place called Daikon Vegan Sushi. Mm. Um, I think they're terrific. Some of their market items are a little high, but you can still get a good – again, it's soup, right? Soup is a miracle, right, because it turns water into deliciousness and nutrients. You go over to Daikon, and they've got a tomato ramen for about – that is one of the deepest, most umami flavors you can get and superbly fulfilling. Let me see other veggie option. Okay. Of course there's falafel, right? Falafel is the staple cheap food. And I really love the falafel over at Fondi. I still um, go to, to Giro time. I think they're great. And a good falafel plate or a good falafel wrap, a good falafel pita shouldn't cost you more than 10 bucks. And if it does, yeah, I don't know. I, they better be putting something really magical in there.
0: I like mine with some pickles.
1: Yeah, I do there. too. And, and the great Mediterranean yeah. pickling practices, very different from kind of the, the more Western pickling practices, a lot more cardamom, a little bit more spice there. And yeah, yeah I, you can't go wrong with a falafel for lunch or for dinner. It's kind of like a, a safety food for me, right? No matter where you are in the world, you can kind of have a little faith that falafel will be there somewhere.
0: Now I want to also talk about something that's very uniquely Las Vegas. And this is more of a personal experience from, from my growing up here. And that's the comp culture, sort of a unique role that casino food fills in the cheap eat space, you know? So my dad was a gambler and by nature wasn't always winning. In fact, most of the time not. Um, and, to kind of battle the the food insecurity that comes from that casinos would give us food so we would get shrimp cocktail To no end. I mean, literally every meal had shrimp cocktail. Talk about fancy. And we'd have our burgers and our giant shakes and all that stuff. I mean, a lot of food. And it was almost like your last meal every time because you didn't know. And so that was a staple. And my sister and I still joke about how much shrimp cocktail was shoved down our gullets when we were little kids and how that's probably completely messed us up mercury wise. But are you aware of any standout comped casino eats that might be around town or cheaper casino eats?
1: Well, I can't help you with comps. I'm not part of any players clubs. But I and I do think that they still comp meals here and there.
0: You do see a lot of things offered, not like when I was a kid, where you would go to, you know, what was then called the Bingo Palace and get 49 cent breakfast and load up on hash browns and eggs. But there's still that out there. Those kind of, as they say, loss leaders to bring people in, even in fancy Vegas times.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Those things still exist, although I personally... Would like to challenge you, David, as a community leader, to bring back the 49 cent breakfast. I, oh, want, I just
0: don't know if it's viable anymore.
1: I don't I don't care. I don't think it was viable then. Okay. We'll <laughs> up the price, right? The the 350 breakfast. Um Well, you
0: used to get the 99 cent shrimp cocktail over at the Golden Gate downtown, and that's that's a thing of the past.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's it's really genuinely tragic. And so I would say I don't really know. I avoid gambling and I avoid casinos to a certain extent. But every time I'm in one, I can't find anything under 15 bucks, you know, even the low end stuff, even the hot dog stuff.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I think there's uh, and I'm familiar with Ellis Island has recently advertised steak dinner for $9.99. Stuff like that does exist. Is that a valid cheap eat? Does that count as a cheap eat
1: when you have to go in a casino to go get it? I think if it's cheap, it's cheap. You, you don't have to gamble. Nobody's shoving anything in your face. You can go in there, get your nine ninety nine dollars steak dinner, and waltz out feeling like a king. That's great. I'm 110% for that. And I don't know how enticing it is towards gaming anymore. I think the nine ninety nine dollars steak dinner is, is the enticement at this point, not the slot machines. I, I think that era might be a little precarious right now.
0: Well, it's interesting to see how that develops as our reputation as a culinary destination and the, maybe the premature death of the cheap buffet uh, is
1: announced. Yeah, but I mean, we've still got tons of great cheap options. I mean, a quarter of Chinatown is still really viable. And then once you get into the neighborhoods and the communities around the city, there's a, a lot of great little restaurants all over town that are trying to meet the needs of their communities.
0: Yeah, of course. Brent, any other shout-outs to some, some solid cheap eats in our community that people should be aware of?
1: Absolutely. I think the Habanero Grill, they're up on Rainbow near Lake Mead. They are just terrific. They've got like a three dollar fish taco deal and these things are deep fried they're plump they're seasoned well they've got all the fixings but everything in that operation is really nice it's clean it's streamlined it feels welcoming the prices are just right and you you can't beat two fish tacos for six bucks that are actually satisfying that feel like you had a real meal at the end of the day
0: Brent Holmes, thanks for coming on CityCast Las Vegas, sharing the knowledge. I I do appreciate you, man. And I'm looking forward for us
1: breaking bread soon. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's uh, grab a bite. Thanks, David. A cheap bite. We'll do it.
0: And here's a little news before you go. Hard Rock Hotel, which now owns the Mirage on the Strip, has at last been cleared to build a 700-foot-tall guitar-shaped tower on that site. The existing Mirage Tower will remain, but there's apparently no saving the iconic volcano. Now, if we could just get that new guitar to spew piña colada-scented lava. Also... Ledis de La Tizia's Cocina, the Mexican restaurant now occupying the oldest restaurant space in the city, the former El Sombrero on Main Street, will go national on tomorrow's episode of Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, despite it being none of those things. The segment will feature, though, the restaurants Chilaquiles, Tortas, and Tamarindo Margaritas. <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you got some great tips from today's show, send it to a friend. Then rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our amazing morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care.
1: I did forget to mention Esmeralda's Cafe, which kills the game, over on um, Charleston and 10th Street. They have a beef burrito that's literally just like a a baby's forearm worth of shredded beef. And like some bell peppers just for flavor. And, And it's seven bucks still. It's seven bucks. It was seven bucks five years ago.